Thank you for tuning in today. This is your host, Andrew Petcash. As always, I, I really appreciate you listening, sharing, and uh, just being a part of the community here at Profluence. So thank you for that. And uh, no real housekeeping items. It's just a you know beautiful Sunday or whenever you're listening to this. So we're going to jump right into the feel-good sports stories and then head over to the business of athletes and then finish off with name, image, and likeness and uh, any of the major sports investment news. So starting off, let's get some gratitude to kick this off. Chris Nikic, he is uh, making history again at Ironman Kona World Championships. He came, he became the first person with Down syndrome to uh, finish the Ironman distance triathlon two years ago, and now he's went and did the entire a full Ironman, which is a 140.6 mile race, and he did it in 16 hours, 31 minutes, and 27 seconds. And he actually beat uh, 49 other athletes. Um, so awesome to see that, you know, persevering through a- any type of athlete that perseveres through any disability, um, no matter what it may be, is always an awesome story. Heading over to Los Angeles, the uh, the Los Angeles Rams, the football team there, they had a seventh annual Taste of the Rams, and they raised more than $170,000 to help, you know, food for, for insecure um, families that and maybe not be always be able to pay for it, and it's going to distribute nearly 700,000 meals throughout LA County. And uh, Cooper Cup, their star wide receiver, Super Bowl MVP last year, has been a huge piece to this. He's an honorary chair member of it. And um, New England Patriots, they get a lot of slack, especially uh, owner Robert Kraft. But uh, he announced this past week a $50 million donation to the Massachusetts General Hospital. And they're mainly targeting issues of health equity and sickle cell anemia. And a lot of this uh, comes around um, after his, uh, his wife had some problems with that. And another one of the players involved is Devin McCourty, who is a Pro Bowl safety for the Patriots. So love to see that. Always start off with some feel-good sports stories. I think it just sets us in the right tune. And uh, now we'll head over to the business of athletes. Major League Pickleball, they have uh, new athlete owners in Tom Brady and Kim Clijsters. It was covered a bunch over the past week, so not going to dive too far into it. But obviously we had the news of LeBron James, Draymond Green, and Kevin Love buying a team a few weeks ago. We already know Gary Vaynerchuk's involved and uh, Mark Lousery, who's the co-owner of the Milwaukee Bucks, and uh, James Blake, who's also a famous tennis player. And uh, Kevin Durant, he'll be jumping into that mix soon as well. But uh, heading to the next one, UBS. So they're a major financial institution revolving around wealth management, etc. And uh, in a name, and we all know these days that media and content are king, right? So it's all about getting that out there. So to gain attention and, and hopefully land more clients, UBS is uh, they've been they've been really catering to TV and movie screens and just trying to produce stuff and get the word out there and. So that's why last year they launched um, a TV show called Long Game, and basically they discussed legacy planning with megastar athletes like Damian Lillard, Ken Griffey Jr., and uh, some others. And then this past week they announced the second season of Front Office. It's going to be a reality TV show, and it's all revolved around athletes turned investors. And to kind of kick it off, they have baseball player Mookie Betts. They have um, an NBA, WNBA player and part. Atlanta dream owner, Renee Montgomery, 
And then they also have NBA All-Star Dwayne Wade. So that's coming out next week. So I'll keep you in the loon. It could be interesting um, to watch. I'm, I'm definitely going to be tuning in and see how they do it. But like we said, content is king. So definitely a, a smart initiative by UBS. Kind of talk about it, get the word out there, and then hopefully land more clients along um, with it. The basketball tournament. So uh, you might you might be familiar with that. The TBT, they do like a lot of the three-on-three stuff. They're owned by a parent company, TBE Enterprises. And, uh, and a part of that is Chris Paul. He's an owner of it. But anyway, they're announcing like a side, a subsidiary off the side, founded by um, Clint Dempsey, who is a former U.S. National Soccer Hall of Famer. But essentially what they're doing is seven on seven competition soccer. So it's like mini, you know, it's a mini version of real soccer. So like in basketball, they did three on three. In soccer, which is normally 11s, they're now cutting down to seven. So that should be uh, pretty interesting. And uh, yeah, we're seeing a lot of these like subcategories of sports and trying to make it more entertaining. We're, we're seeing it in golf, we're seeing it in pickleball, um, you know, basketball and soccer now. So super interesting. We'll see how that kind of goes. I think 2023, we have a lot of these like little more fast paced. And uh, really, I put out the article about Gen Z on Friday, kind of adhering to their short attention spans. Moving over, Patrick Willis, he was one of the most highly regarded middle linebackers in NFL history. He announced the launch of Universe 52, and what it is is a private members-only community where fans can interact with Willis and other members, and there's a bunch of other perks associated with it. And this is all around NFTs and Web3. Um, So he's doing this in partnership with Summit NFT Studios and Flux88. And both of these are powered by Fanaply, and it's basically a solution for NFTs, um, and they use it throughout sports, sports, music, and entertainment. Um, but nonetheless, it's uh, we're kind of seeing the introduction of these little membership groups, and it's all re- revolved around NFTs, and you know, athletes are taking advantage of it. So, like one of the things he's doing is uh, he's hosting an in-person event where on October 30th, where you can watch the 49ers first Rams games and then also celebrate his 40th birthday party. Um, And then there's like memorabilia, other giveaways and benefits. So we'll kind of see how this model, I I think it is very, I think it's viable and we're we're starting to see more and more of it, but we'll see, like I said, just pay attention to the trends and, you know, um, stay on top of things. So another pretty massive news, Ryan Nisi, he's a former Super Bowl champion, played for UCLA in college. And he started a major venture fund out of it called Next Play Capital. And uh, they've had two funds before. They've invested in a bunch of really cool companies. But this past week, they announced that they have raised $200 million for their third fund. And it's a lot of pulling together money from professional athletes, entertainers, and non-tech executives. And uh, yeah, I mean, their their last fund was $80 million, so already bumping up to $200 million. And uh, it's awesome to see former athletes, especially at the high level, go on and do that stuff. We have another athlete turned owner. That is Juju Smith-Schuster of the Kansas City Chiefs. He's a big esports fan for some of you that pay attention to that lane. And uh, he's become an investor, content creator, and uh, ambassador of the company World Championship Fantasy. And basically... They're a next generation online fantasy esports platform. And uh, he's going to be doing a bunch of stuff for, for them. But it's interesting, right? They, they label him as not only an investor and ambassador now, 
but also a content creator. Um, so we kind of see the mix there, but uh, super cool. Always good to see athletes get equity, especially in things they believe in, um, whether it's, you know, the overall market, which is esports, or a company, which is the World Championship Fantasy in Juju's case. But uh, nonetheless, let's head over to name, image, and likeness and the major college sports stories from this past week. Big names sell, and that's especially true in the media space, um, whether you know, you're vying for eyeballs, or and that can be in video or text form. And we saw that on pure display this past week in name, image, and likeness. So the first major story was Bronny James, who is the son of LeBron James. He signed with Nike on his 18th birthday. And then the second one was Shador Sanders, who is the son of Deion Sanders. He signed with Tom Brady's Brady brand company. Um, they both they both had pretty nice NIL deals. But I think, you know, it gets a lot of publicity and press. But at the same time, like to me, this is kind of one of the annoying things. Like both of them, they're, they're uh, you know, good for, for Bronny and Shador. But at the same time, like they were set up regardless, no matter what. I mean, LeBron has a billion dollar lifetime deal. Of course, they're going to give Bronny James a deal. And then... Uh, Tom Brady, Shador Sanders. I mean, yeah, he, he's a great ambassador. He has a ton of followers. But at the same time, like, I'm sure there is some politics in this. And uh, it's, you know, take care of the others. And, and there's bigger business moves at hand. And these aren't really helping the college athletes that we need to help, right? They, these guys were already taken care of regardless. Um, I mean, good for them. You know, it's obviously probably a difficult challenge to always live up in your father's footsteps. But at the same time, you know, we're making a big deal about them getting deals when they were they were set regardless. And then like on top of everyone talked about Nike and Bronny James, but there was uh, there was a bunch of other athletes that also signed with them in the same week. And it was kind of crickets about it. They signed a uh, one of they signed Caitlin Clark from Iowa. DJ Wagner is a high schooler from Camden, New Jersey. Haley Jones at Stanford and Juju Watkinson, who's actually one of Bronny James's teammates at Sierra Canyon High School. Um, so nonetheless, yeah, I mean, good for them trying to live up in your father's footstep is hard, but it, it sells eyeballs to say, Hey, LeBron James son or Deion Sanders son. Um, and, uh, this is, you know, the part of NIL, um, where they were, they were taken care of regardless, but nonetheless, kind of the other story that was super interesting to me was Jim Beheim. He's a Syracuse men's basketball coach. He uh, told reporters on Wednesday, NIL has become a monster. And, um, you know, some of his reasoning behind it was he was basically just saying that it was a great idea originally, but uh, agents and boosters have have really diluted it and created a lot of problems, um, which which I get it, right? The whole intention was to take care of the athletes. And then uh, now all the athletes, you know, kind of got taken care of. And now the boosters and agents are going, wait, there's got to be money in this for us. Um, so one of the one of his quotes, he said is NIL is nothing but colleges collecting money and arranging deals for players through their collective. Um, nonetheless, I mean, his son, Buddy Beheim, did very well in NIL last year. Um, so he wasn't saying too much then. But uh, something else interesting from Syracuse, there's a local businessman, Adam Weitzman, and he announced last month he will offer $1 million per year to one five-star football player and one five-star basketball player. So I think, you know, that's great for Syracuse, but you also kind of see where Bayheim's coming from. And then other than these two major stories, a lot of, you know, small deals, nothing major. I always like to just kind of touch on the big things. And I think the two main points were that, uh, you know, Jim Bayheim speaking out against it. And then obviously, 
huge names already, Sanders and James, getting taken care of more. Um, so, yeah, let's move on to sports business slash technology and mainly focused on the, the investments from this past week. This story got a bunch of publicity throughout the week, so I'm just going to touch on it briefly in a, a greater point. But Panthers head coach Matt Roll, he got fired this past week, and uh, the team basically owes him $40 million left on his deal. And uh, they, they actually paid uh, money to like buy him out from Baylor when he left there um, from the college ranks. But the point being is there's just so much money in being a fired uh, football coach. The buyout money is crazy. In just college alone, and this is mainly between men's basketball and men's football, but there's over half a billion dollars in just dead money floating around paying coaches you know, that are fired. Um, so there's not really any solution. Um, it's just like, hey, some of these coaches get hired, they don't do well, and they have huge contracts, and they have agents help them make sure they have guarantees. And when those guarantees flop, you know, they, they, uh, the schools or the organizations pay them. Um, so, so that's that. And if you have a solution, um, you know, you, you could change the game. Uh, and I think we're all kind of stuck in that same spot, but heading to a pretty cool company this past week that raised $2 million in seed funding. That is NFT based athlete investment platform fan Fantium. Um, so they're starting in just Switzerland and this mainly revolves around cause we're not sure how the SEC um, is going to label NFTs and if they're going to label them as securities or what. So they're kind of just starting there and uh, testing it out. But essentially by owning the NFTs, you can gain access in either a season um, of an, of a professional athlete, or you can invest in like their long-term growth potential and you can make money off of them. And, and this mainly revolves around, you know, the stock market for athletes type thing, which we've seen a bunch of stuff pop up. I wrote about that on Wednesday whether it's Mojo or or Fantium or um, some of the some of the other companies and, and Fantex was one of them that tried it ten years ago and then there was Sportblock and so we'll see maybe now's the time um, but it's it's super cool idea I think it could catch uh, catch flame and, and I think obviously a lot of entrants are seeing the same thing heading over to Golf Putt Shack they uh, were co-founded by the creators of Top Golf. And Rory McIlroy is actually an investor in Puttery, um, who is uh, who's one of their competitors. Uh, but anyway, Putt Shack, they received $150 million in growth capital funding from BlackRock. And uh, they're opening a bunch of facilities in Q4. And in 2023, they uh, plan to open some more, one of them being in Pittsburgh. So definitely check it out when that comes to the market. But it's basically... Think I mean you you know how Top Golf is and turning entertainment into a driving range. It's basically just putting uh, mini mini putt putt on roids even more and the whole entertainment and hanging out and social aspect. Um, so a lot of money going into it. Like we saw even earlier in the soccer league on the seven on seven, all these sports are getting different type of entertainment feels to them, and golf has definitely been a front runner in that. And uh, Top Golf, which is now owned by Callaway, is uh, definitely a leader in that. So props to them for being way ahead of the trends. And then the uh, the other major story this past week, um, well, there's two more. We're seeing the MLB release NFT tickets for the postseason, and then also the Big East Conference for their Basketball Media Day. So, like I said, just pay attention to the trends. Some of these may be meaningless and nothing. But uh, the point being is there's big companies and a lot of money going into it. 
So like anything, tech adoption can take time, but I think we're seeing the early signs of it and, and things will get worked out and figured out. And there's a lot of really smart people working on it. And, you know, in five years, we might not really say it's an NFT, but it could be kind of the same thing. And, and it's just the utility and stuff behind it. And then we've also had Major League Baseball become the first U.S. Uh, sports league to have a contract with the CBD company. And I will say, I, I don't know if any of you use CBD, but I will use it for, for uh, there's this one thing I have. I got sent by um, Xavier Johnson and BKN Sports, I believe it is. But it's like a lotion and man, it, it really works and takes care of, uh, you know, any pain I'm having, whether it's like my lower back or knees or whatever. So interesting to see CBD continue to grow and Major League Baseball pick it up. And I think I think it makes sense. I think you put that on your elbow, uh, you know, it'll, it'll feel good and be recovery for you. But anyway, thanks for listening today. I always appreciate you tuning in. There's a few hundred of you every week that are loyal and always listen um, and I hope it, I hope it helps. I hope it's informational. I'll keep doing it regardless because it just kind of gets me to write everything out, speak it out, and just really see what's going on, where money's going, what the trends are, and where sports are headed. Um, so I'm trying to replicate it and, and give you the information as well. But uh, nonetheless, have a great rest of your Sunday, big week ahead, and uh, let's have a great Q4 as we're now a few weeks into it. And uh, thanks again. I'll, I'll keep you in tune with any updates and, and more from my side.